Good evening and welcome to WDIY and the program on every Main Street. This program takes a deeper look into the greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce and all of its affiliates. Good evening and welcome to On Every Main Street. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and tonight we begin with our friends from the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber, Jessica O'Donnell, the EVP of Affiliated Chambers, and Ashley Laura, the SVP of Affiliated Chambers. Welcome back. Thanks so much, Greg, for having us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, it was really good to see everybody at the annual meeting that the Chamber had uh, a couple weeks ago. What was it like getting back together with everybody? That room was packed. Yes, it felt good to be back in person and seeing all our friends and community business leaders from across the valley. Uh, just really the energy in that room, as you can attest to, Greg, it's just so exciting. And it's uh, exciting to talk about the Milestone Awards and just being around everybody again. Anything different or was it like sliding right back into where you were? It felt good to be back. It it, it was a little odd at first, you know, because, again, last year everything was virtual. So, you know, we were a little rusty, but lots of run-throughs, and it was perfection day of. But uh, it's good to be back in person for sure. Yeah, I think it went really well. So this is uh, the holiday season. We're back back into the holiday season again, and uh, lights are being lighted and trees are being put up. Tell us about what's going on. Now you have all, how many, how many tree lightings do you have? 21. We as affiliated chambers of the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce, we are the holiday helpers, we like to say. We are lighting up the communities across the Lehigh Valley. Uh, we've already had three. Uh, at this point, Whitehall uh, happened second week in November. That's the first tree lighting of the area. Um, and Hellertown and Coopersburg already happened. So, you know, what, we're down to 19 now. So we're definitely just bringing the joy to all communities. Very, very excited about that. So how do you uh, determine who gets to go when, or do the communities do that? So we kind Ashley and I and our team kind of fell into it. A lot of these municipalities um, already were hosting them. So I've been with the chamber going on eight years. So these were uh, tree lightings that were already happening that maybe the municipalities had a parks and recs committee um, that they've established and put it on. Uh, a lot of the newer ones that we put on this year was because the municipalities came to us and said, hey, we no longer can do it. We don't have the volunteers. This benefits the community and it also benefits the businesses. This aligns with your mission. Would you be taking it on? Would you be willing to take it on? And we absolutely would. So when we sit down for our planning session, we uh, we are on a fiscal year, not a calendar year. We start planning what our year looks like for events um, around May and June. So when all these chambers get together, thankfully affiliated chambers, we all talk and we all talk even to our friends in Bethlehem, Allentown, and Easton, and we kind of figure out when everybody's hosting them. Now we're kind of a well-oiled machine at this point that we know the, you know, the Friday after Thanksgiving is always Hellertown. That's a tradition. And mm-hmm. then the day after is Coopersburg, and then the first Saturday is Emmaus. So it kind of falls into place just because this has been happening for so long. Ashley, how are the crowds? What are you seeing out there? Well, so far, so good. I think having a year off has really um, kind of drawn out the excitement, so people are eager to get back into things. Um, There's still good space for distancing because a lot of these are outside, so people can still feel safe. Um, But we're seeing people come out in droves. The holidays are a time to be happy and celebrate together, and we want that after over a year and a half of 
what we've gone through. So we're seeing really great turnout for these events, um, which means good exposure for our businesses who are sponsoring and participating. So all in all, good things to report. Jessica, would you say that uh, the the business owners are starting to see an, an increase in traffic and the, and the frequency of guests returning? I would say it's kind of all over the board. Um, some businesses, the pandemic taught them um, that, you know, maybe they need to go online. Um, they've adjusted their hours. Um, they've partnered up, you know, with other businesses to offer certain things. But I would say right now, especially with our push and, you know, everybody's push, supporting local, you know, during the holiday season is a big, big thing for us. So, I mean, from the participation that we have, the buy-in from the businesses this year, it makes me very excited to know that they're, uh, they have skin in the game with us uh, to really drive awareness to our communities. Um, and it could also mean like, hey, any little bit can help exposure-wise to get people into our doors. Uh, so I think it's kind of all over the board. Like I said, the pandemic taught some businesses maybe they need to adjust on how they're reaching out to individuals, how they can entice people to come in. Maybe they've changed their business plan a little bit. But like um, Ashley said, you know, the anticipation of these tree lighting businesses are, are participating because they want to be bought in and truly bring the community together because it's ultimately going to benefit them. So Ashley, how many of the businesses out there do you think have actually made some kind of adjustment going forward? I mean, honestly, I feel like all of them have made adjustments, um, whether it is developing an online store or adjusting their hours, adjusting protocol for inside, or um, a lot of them are offering delivery, pickup, um, like curbside pickup. We're still seeing those things last despite lessening restrictions and more vaccinations across the valley. We're still seeing things like that lasting because it works for customers and, you know, our businesses want to do what they can to serve their customer base um, and stay in business. Jessica, what concerns you the most coming out of this pandemic as we look forward? I feel what concerns me is what is the new normal. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I don't really say concerns. I'm very optimistic. And I, I've seen how the Valley and everybody has come together to support one another. So I think the great thing about the pandemic is everybody has pulled through together and together being the key point. Um, but again, what is the new norm? Um, you know, adjusting back to whatever, you know, the restrictions may or may not be, but what is that new norm for us? And I think we're all kind of very fluid with it and everybody is doing their part. But again, um, I, I, I'm, a cla- I'm a glass half full, not empty over here. Well, let's stay with that, uh, Jessica. Why don't you give me a good story of a chamber member who has adjusted and is coming out of this in, in good fashion? a lot of our restaurants uh, we've noticed that um, in a lot of the communities now they have those like pocket parks or outside eating or where maybe for example there's a business in Hellertown Braveheart um, and I think they've actually been on the show in the past but they have built onto their deck and they've made like a shed if you will and it still gives you that um you know, that outdoor feeling, but it's given them additional seating thanks to working with the borough or the municipalities to expand. Um, so I've seen them really thrive in, you know, uh, with these new additions. I've seen a business in Emmaus, Let's Play Books. She's doing curbside pickup, and I'm, you know, seeing lines of cars out there, and she's delivering them out there. So it's really exciting to see that this pandemic taught businesses to think outside the box 
and truly they're still implementing it. Yeah, she has a terrific business, and we've had her on the show uh, recently. If you'd like to hear about Let's Play Books, go to one of our archive shows on the website, and you can hear all about it. Ashley, can you give me an example of a customer or, or a business that's uh, out there that you're really excited about, the way they've handled the pandemic? Yeah, we worked with Keystone Running Store um, pretty much right before the pandemic. They were set up to do a grand opening in their new location in Trexler Town area. Um, of course, once everything hit, they didn't want to have people in the store. And as a runner myself, I would order stuff, and the owner would hand-deliver products to houses, um, and they would put handwritten notes on the baggies and drop it off at your house. And to me, that's like not just dealing with the pandemic, but like rising above and making it an experience to know that Chris, the owner, wrote a note, dropped it off at my house. Like That was such a personal touch that made me feel so connected to them. Um, And of course, they've done it with all their customers. So then when our time to host the grand opening happened, they had a crowd out there supporting them because they didn't just barely make it through they really like looked at the challenge and rose above and did what they could to really serve their customers and that that is just it was just a great example to see that some like their spirits weren't down they really just did what they could to continue their model of um, customer service Jessica, we're not going to get that at a box store for sure we love that with small guys mm-hmm. sure. right thinking outside yeah. the box yeah <laughs> well, let's keep it all local if we can yeah Jessica, what do you think the foot traffic will be like for the Lehigh Valley small businesses during this holiday season? I, I think it's, they're going to see a tremendous amount of people coming through. I mean, uh, one thing the pandemic also taught us is a lot of us spend time on social media. So a lot of these businesses have engaged us on social media in, by influencers, by videos, you know, contests, whatever it is. And I've seen a lot of that carry through. So I am, we at the chamber, and I even know myself, I'm constantly looking on social media more so than maybe a website to see what their inventory is, see what they have coming in there. But I know us at the chamber, we have tons of events. Like uh, Small Business Saturday just passed. Each of our communities were doing Small Business Saturdays, either cocktail trails, passport trails, um, you know, coupon booklets to really get people in there. I know us at the Hellertown Chamber, we had printed over 500 coupon booklets, and we gave them out in the first hour of our tree lighting ceremony. We honestly could print more next year working with our friends at Working Dog Press, but... I do think that it's going to carry through through the holidays. I know that it's a change of a mindset. To It's very easy for us to go to online and get it delivered to our door. However, changing that mindset and going and supporting local has truly played on and benefited even more so. So you think of like our small businesses sponsoring t-ball teams and sponsoring dance teams. Like I'm going in there and spending money you're going in there and spending money which is ultimately going to benefit the community so just making sure that we have that in our minds our minds as we're supporting local um, throughout the next couple weeks but making sure we're carrying it through through the entire year because we need our businesses and they need us more than ever ashley are most of your businesses getting the product that they need to sell for the most part yes um, I haven't run into any specific issues with supply chain, but I know I've heard here and there, um, like maybe restaurants are having to up their prices because things are harder to get. But for the most part, I think that they're doing pretty well. And, you know, they are thinking ahead for the holidays, so they ordered things a while ago. So no no immediate issues with that. 
Jessica, the holidays always bring tourism to the Lehigh Valley. How's it looking this year? Well, I, I think it just came out in the news, did it not? Bethlehem City, number one city. I mean, we have the historic Hotel Bethlehem here. I know that last week they had a cocktail trail. The streets were packed. People um, can't get into the hotels uh, for the holidays. They want to see the Christmas city. I think that even, you know, when you go to the Chambers page or Discover Lehigh Valley page to see all the holiday events happening in the area, I know that I have friends that are traveling back to the valley and making it a longer weekend to participate in these events and participate in the Christmas cities and the Easton events and things like that. So I definitely think tourism is on the up and up as, you know, people are doing their parts with vaccination and restrictions are being lifted. I know that at annual meeting, Tom Stout uh, for the airport, he announced that they are doing just as well as pre-COVID numbers with people coming in here. So uh, again, glass half full over here. Very, very good stuff happening. So if you want to go to a tree lighting or attend some type of holiday event, how do we find out about it? Yes, you can go to the lehighvalleychamber.org website. We have an event calendar um, and all the holiday events, not just tree lightings. We have holiday luncheons. We have ugly sweater parties happening. I mean, they're all on there. Obviously, you can always follow us all. Each chamber has their own Facebook page as well as the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber Facebook page, which we are constantly updating. LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, we're on everything. So uh, there's tons of events going on. So you could definitely visit any of those pages. And I, the Morning Call just actually put out an article, uh, 25 events to do in the next upcoming week. I would also say if you're looking to attend or or go to an event make some make some reservations if you want to get a dinner in on the weekends especially make some reservations from my personal experience things are hopping out there and they're open it's fun to be out again just plan ahead a little bit so that you uh, can do exactly what you want to do ashley laura jessica o'donnell thank you very much for being on our show today happy holidays Yes, happy holidays, and thank you for having us and being a great partner of ours. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening to WDIY and on every Main Street. Chef Joe's coming up next. Tune up your week with a great variety of jazz music on WDIY Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11 offers many choices from the world of jazz featuring traditional to modern styles plus swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and improvisational jazz on the bridge Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY. Welcome back to On Every Main Street. We're now talking with Chef Joe Stout of Chef Meals in the Lehigh Valley. Welcome, Chef Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Chef, where's your kitchen? My kitchen is located at 56 West Water Street, Hellertown, PA. Tell us about what you do at Chef Meals. Chef Meals, I like to say we're maybe a small company, but we execute big. So what that means is that I offer a lot of different culinary services ranging from meal prep, street comfort food, pop-up events, personal chef services, pop-up dinners, kicking uh, kids' cooking parties, cooking socials, and a lot more. So you do special events also, correct? Yes, correct. 
How many people can you feed in one sitting? It depends on where the venue is. For example, like a lot of my personal chef services, sometimes people rent like an Airbnb, so I'll come out for the weekend, and sometimes it can range between 10 to about 45 people. Uh, it all depends on the venue itself. My background, I'm so used to high volume, so, you know, it's um, not at that level, but however, for what I can do at my level with my small team, we can execute about five to 1,000 people at one time. Wow. Joe, how long have you been cooking food? Cooking has been in my DNA, I would say 24 <laughs> years. It started when I was 16. <laughs> Are you from this area? Uh, I grew up in Somerville, New Jersey, central New Jersey. I moved out this area about six years ago. You know, I um, live right in uh, Lehigh Valley on the other side of uh, the bridge uh, in Phillipsburg, but I've been out this way for about six years. So, Chef, what do the people in the Lehigh Valley like to eat? They love to eat food. I want to say one thing that I learned, you know, at my shop itself is my empanadas. It's a fan favorite. Um, I offer about 28-plus flavors of empanadas daily and counting. Um, a lot of people, you know, that I encountered over here is my tacos, my empanadas, my fat subs, which are like a heart attack on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, then the other side of business is, you know, the clean eating, you know, meal prep. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how did you come up with this idea of starting your own kitchen? It started uh, years ago. I actually had a, um, you know, I had another business prior to this, you know, Basically, since 2016, you know, I ventured out on my own. You know, I got, uh, you know, I was a high-end executive chef, you know, got to a point that I'm very innovative and creative. And so my mind is always thinking about menus and seasonal stuff. So it got to the point, you know, with my last occupation that I got bored. As crazy as it sounds, I got bored of cooking, but it, it wasn't, I wasn't utilizing my experience to the full capability. So... I ventured out in 2016, and from there, I basically freelanced a lot of stuff. In the summertime, I was pretty busy with uh, one of my accounts up in uh, Cookletown, PA. For the last five years, you know, I serviced a big uh, Jewish uh, camp, feeding about 850 people three times a day on top of 2,000 desserts. So any given day, I was looking at about 3,000 meals and 2,000 desserts with a team of about... 15 to about 19 people, and a lot of them were college international staff that came overseas from Europe, uh, Mexico. It was the best thing for me. You know, I, it was, you know, gave me the peace of mind. It gave me, you know, what I wanted to do um, versus working for someone and not really appreciating, you know, because, you know, in this industry, it's a, it's a rough industry to be in. And believe me, after 18 years of working every single birthday, every single holiday, I got sick of it, you know, so... It gave me balance back into my life to have a work and life balance, you know, to enjoy with my family and in downtime. So you're a local entrepreneur. Yes, absolutely. With food. How many employees do you have? Uh, I currently have two uh, slash three employees, and I have some per diem, depending on if I have a big event. You know, so a lot of my people in my network, so people that worked for me previously, you know, I hired them for pop-up events as I need it. But right now I have uh, two, you know, working on three people, I work with uh, PA Career uh, Workforce, you know, so I've been mentoring a lot of people throughout my career, about 350 people, and recently over the last six months or so, I got the pleasure to work with PA uh, Workforce and mentoring a lot of these young individuals that either, you know, getting back into a culinary field or, you know, learning to learn something new. And I have an opportunity to work with about three of them so far, and they're great individuals, 
You know, one guy has been with me for about four months now, and he has grown since he started to where we're at now. When I looked at your website, I noticed that you have nutritional values on some of the food that you can that a person can order. How do you figure that out? So on the nutrition and value, uh, the meal prep, you know, behind it actually started with my own story. You know, I used to be 365 pounds at my heaviest. And so the meal prep came about in 2012 with my own story. And it felt good that I can actually help people achieve, you know, mindful eating, you know, clean eating, and not really sacrificing, you know, when people say diet food. I like to say it's not diet food. I like to say better food, better mood. Um, so I work with the um, system on the back end. So I do a lot of recipe development. So I have a system that I work with, you know, that calculates all the carbs, the protein, the fat, and the calories. What need in this community did you see that made you want to open up your own business? I saw a need for especially the meal prep side of it, you know, considering, you know, from my previous company, I worked with a lot of New Yorkers, you know, so they're always busy professionals. And I lived out in Phillipsburg, and I realized there's not too many meal prep companies in this area. So I found true value, you know, of meal prep, you know, being delivered to your house or your residence, you know, your work. your work. And so I saw that there was a niche there that for me to really, you know, you know, bring to the you know the Lehigh Valley, and um, it's different. You know, it's different from more you know from the New York side of it. But as this day and age, going through the whole pandemic and food delivery, it really you know gave a lot of people you know that they can get you know delivered good food right to their doorstep. For our listeners' benefit, explain meal prep. So meal prep is uh, the most precise work. Uh, it's basically uh, basically how my services work is that now you can order up to three times a week. Um, I have a separate online store for that, so I have a customer base that I send out the online store to, and that's, you know, that's growing over time. And basically what happens is you can order Sunday for Monday, Tuesday for Wednesday, and Thursday for Friday. Right now my meal prep is uh, currently paused at the moment, going through the holidays and just you know dealing with some equipment challenges. But I would say I'm going to be back in time for that new year, new me. So... 2022, look forward to having the meal prep available again. And once again, what you really offer, I think, uh, on the first level of of your uh, business is you make meals for people who don't have the time to necessarily cook good meals. Is that right? That is correct. I am that guy that's, you know, or my team that, you know, we do all the fully cooked food for you. So you open up your bag, you have, it's a matter of three minutes, you can just reheat and eat. There's no preparation what's involved. There's no cleanup mess what's involved. And most importantly is the time that takes for you to do meal prep. You can give that back to your family and do the things that are most important to you. Let us handle the meal prep to it. Walk us through a family of four, busy professionals, parents. How would they use your service? You know, when someone is asking about meal prep, basically you can either call me at my shop or email me. And then what I do is I'll, you know, uh, send you over to my actual online store so you can sign up with your email. And each week, each time that that menu is live, you'll automatically get the actual email of what's available that next day. And there's a variety of things that people can order, correct? Yes. So I have my traditional meals. I have my low-carb. I do vegetarian and vegan cooking. And then I you know, have some options as far as bulk size. So if you're if someone's working out a lot and they need a lot of protein, 
I offer bulk bulk size to that. And that's just my regular normal meal prep. And also, I work with, you know, I'm allergen certified, so I work with a lot of different allergies. So if it's a family that has a lot of different allergies or restrictions, I come into your house, and that's more like my personal chef. So it's basically, you know, doing meal prep. But, at, you know, actually at your house in location, I'll come in for the day, and I'll cook off all your food for the week, put it in packages, store it in your fridge or freezer, leave you with reheat instructions, and you can follow. So you will actually go to the person's house and make the food and then package it and put it in their refrigerator? Yes. So I have a few clients of that in the past that, yes, I used to go in on a Sunday, and I'll cook for a whole family for the, throughout the whole week, and I'll cook inside our kitchen. You know, So basically just having a chef in your kitchen, I do all the cooking, clean up, Package it, leave you reheating instructions, and throughout the week you have your uh, your weekly schedule what to eat. So could somebody freeze the food and then? Yes. Yeah, so my food is definitely freezable. You know, I like to say when someone freezes the food, they can allow 24 hours for it to defrost. You know, but for the most part, my uh, food goes in uh, freezer. You know, um, dishwasher safe uh, packaging, so there would never be an issue as far as reheating purposes. Who do you want to talk to today and say? I can help you eat better. Is there a, is there a group of people out there? Seems to me like this would be a terrific thing for an uh, an elderly couple to uh, investigate. Yes, I would say you know like that like my term is I'm a place for everyone. Uh, my target base, you know, for meal prep is yes, the elderly that they don't have time and it's and it's kind of hard, you know, to cook for one person or two people. It is, you know, it's extremely hard because you have so much, you know, waste going to the store, shopping for it, you know. Um, and on top of that is people that were just like me with my own story. I, you know, ch- challenged with obesity my whole life. So if I can help someone that's looking to change, to eat better, you know, I am the guy to come talk to because not only do I offer a service, I actually have a story behind why I do what I do, and I'm a true living proof of eating right, feeling right. So Chef Joe of Chef Meals will come to your house and ask you what type of foods, if you're low sodium or have special dietary needs, you will prepare food and set it up for storage and uh, make eating a lot more convenient, easier, and perhaps healthier? Yes, absolutely. And on top of that, you know, part of my mission is I work with local farmers, so uh, most of my products get sourced locally, and then coarse produce when it's in season, I grab that as well. So I work with one of my farm purveyors. They have about 65 farms, you know, so I'm all about supporting local, knowing where my food's coming from, you know, valuing, you know, a local farmer, the hard work that they put in, and I'm a firm believer of supporting a local farmer. I'm against corporate farming, you know. I want to give you all-natural food. You know, knowing that you know it's coming from and, and also tasteful. Once again, Chef Joe of Chef Meals, how do we get in touch with you? You can get in contact with me um, uh, through email, happychefmeals at gmail.com, or you can call my shop at 484-851-3229. I'm typically here Monday through Friday from the hours of 10 to about 8. Um, if you can't reach me then, you can also send me an email, and I'll respond. Usually I reply to my emails early morning the next day. Say the email again. HappyChefMeals at gmail.com. Chef Joe Stout of Chef Meals, thank you for being on Every Main Street. Thank you for having me. You are listening to WDIY. 
Up next on WDIY 88.1 FM, news headlines from NPR, followed by our Monday night folk program, Folk Classics.